Hashtag SAFMBTH. 21 minutes past three with SAFM. John in for Eldrin today. It's official. The United States is now demanding mandatory COVID-19 tests on all travelers from China. All air passengers aged two and older require a negative result from a test no more than two days before departure from China, Hong Kong or Macau. The new rules being introduced by President Biden's administration as concern grows over widespread transmission of the virus in the world's most populous country. Yesterday marked the first day of that new rule, by the way. Meanwhile, China's not happy about the new rule. They are calling it discriminatory. What are your thoughts on this? Should we follow suit as well? Let's talk to independent political analyst on Southeast Asia. Salman Khan joins us. Salman, good afternoon to you. Should we introduce testing to Chinese uh, tourists coming to South Africa? Well, if you ask me categorically, not at all. Okay. And, uh, you know, we need to understand that United, uh, United States, every move, have its motives and that definitely we are operating into the political economy and the political economy underpinned by the economic gains and uh, i think what we need to look at it we need to look at the holistically that for the last hundred years you know you know the, there was a unipolarity where you have the bipolar world was governed by the russians which is your red empire and american you know the allied forces and there was like you know there was a balance of power between the two then after the Russia breakdown of its republics and in 1990s, then America became a unipolar, which enjoys up to, I would say, for the last 20, 22 years, invading Iran, Iraq and many other countries, Afghanistan. Now, since the reemergence of the Moscow with a powerful bloc, they, they, they spend a lot of time to regain their power, fiscal power, and they have regrouped themselves. So now it's no longer United States enjoy a bullying power, which we had for the last 20, 25 years. Now Russia with the China, then India, then many other countries has emerged as a regional powers. And uh, as you can see, the Ukraine war, where they wanted to dent the economy by the sanction, it doesn't work. Saudi Arabia still was selling selling the what you call it the petroleum and the chinese were still supporting economically so there was no no what you call it coercive power left in the hands of uh, i would say us and its allies so now america have nothing nothing much to left but to use its economical power or its border to say that we're not going to accept the chinese tourists because we we suspect they are infected with a new variant of the virus which is not yet has been declared by, by any international organ or supranational organ like WHO, which is the World Health Organization or United Nations or subsidiary or European Union. So I think it is very obvious that the, the Americans, the Joe Biden, which is surprised to me that, you know, they were the same people who were making quite a bit of a hoo-ha during the Trumps when he introduced, um, the, you know, the ban. So now you can see it is a very much of a political, uh, political economy uh, shifts and 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 the tools they had been used than actually any um, I would say credible threats coming from China. They're not not allowing people in. They're just asking for them to be tested. Yes, true. But I mean that's that's definitely what type of test who authorizes it? What type of test it will be? Because the World Health Organization has not. So their decision is unilateral. If it was a pandemic, then of course you will have the multinational countries will be declining the arrival. Or, or or refusing the arrival without a certification. So mm. it is just seems to me that if you look at the politically, it is much of its unilateral decision against uh, or, or any credible information. And the Chinese are are 
are actually in a right in its own way to protest against their uh, by calling it a discriminatory. And I think it's more of a economic boycott that we will not going to do the trade with you. We're not going to benefit. We're not going to entertain your thing. And that's what what it is because the Chinese are chi- Chinese are supporting the Russian invasion of the Ukraine and uh, and the and and, and uh, Russians are supporting Chinese. The United, uh, the European Union were doing this before the U.S. Is is that for the same reason? I mean, U- European Union is almost like a franchise from the America. America is a franchise of the United Kingdom, and and you know what what goes around it's allied forces. Not to, if you look at the Ukraine war, what was what was the reason for NATO to start setting up because they want to encircle encircle the Russian Republic or Russian growing influence in the world because Russia is in, in, in Africa, is in uh, is in very much into the Eastern Europe and is flexing its muscles. And then it shows, the aggression of Russia shows that they have not been become a dead elephant. They are still powerful and they have alliance. They have said they spent 27 years to regroup their forces. And instead of having the quantity, which means like a large empire was the Russian empire, but they still financially very strong, militarily very strong, and economically very strong. What is stopping some tourists getting into America? How does that affect, or why does that affect the whole geopolitical issue? If somebody wants to go on holiday, they want to go see the Grand Canyon, why is that such mm. an issue? Well, that's a very good question, because America do thrive on a on a, a on an Asian market. I mean, if you look at the internationally, uh, it's no longer the Europeans or the American are the biggest tourists in the world. It's the Chinese and the Asian market. So it, it definitely is going to hurt American economy. And of course, it demoralizes uh, because Chinese, you know, of course, they love traveling and especially to USA. So it definitely will, 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 will demoralize them. And they think by using this coercive power, which is the only thing they have left, uh, they cannot. Uh, they cannot be the mediator in in the Ukraine war. They have not been taken seriously, so they no longer have power. So what is happening at the moment is they're using their, you know, what you call it, uh, the the territorial advantage by saying we are refusing your your tourists, and soon they will be. The next thing will be that we are refusing the arrival of the shipments from from China. There is the worry that there are many, many thousands of Chinese who do have some sort of COVID-19 and could cause chaos in America. Well, you know what? Those are the underlying issues. They had not been verified. Now, I have read last week there is a new variant called um, XXB26 or something. And they're saying that there is no evidence or there is no, what you call it, there is no um, I would say symptoms. There is no cough. There is no sneezing. There is no fever. The only thing you have, you have a back muscles pain and a neck muscles, and then you you classified as a you know you're, you're the what you call it, you're suffering from a COVID XBB or something mm. of that variant. So there is no credible information which can be based. U.S. decision is not based on a credible information. If that is the case, is the whole of the world will be banning. And of course, you ask your question: Shall we? And we will be taking our. We don't take, we don't take instruction from United States of America. We do take from the, uh, from the who, which is right. the supranational body. So I think it's a very interesting move. And let's see what happens, how the cookie crumble. But of course, you can see it is a political and political economic move to punish China for being the part and parcel of a, if if a block, I would say, with Russia. It's interesting, Salman Khan, because. If the World Health Organization today 
in the next half hour, for example, says, all right, Chinese tourists should be tested because of whatever reason, then the first thing you will say is, well, America's forcing them to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's a very interesting question. If you, look, if you ask me, uh, you know, the United Nations headquarters was donated by who? Uh, for the 40 million in 19, 1945, it was a, it was a Rockefellers. The whole building has been sponsored by them, and 67% of the United Nations funding or membership is driven by by America. So they are they, they they flex the muscles, and they have a very much of a, you know, very much of that. United Nations is going through the transformation because of their dichotomy in an application of the of certain resolutions when. They think they have to protect the women in uh, uh, in Afghanistan because the democratic rights of the women have been trampled upon. They order the resolution to attack. Same happened. The 27 people died uh, in the revolt against the Gaddafi. The whole country was turned upside down by the NATO and their resolution. But when same thing happening in Kashmir, occupied Kashmir, where 10,000 women have been raped and murdered and 100,000 people have been killed. Same United Nations, keep it quiet. Same goes to Omar al-Bashir. There was a warrant of arrest for him. But for the Bill Clinton and uh, George Bush and many others to travel around the world, those were the real, real, uh, you know, I would say uh, they were the real attackers on the humanity or they were the real people. Those should, should have been put behind the bar on the false allegations they made against the Saddam Hussein. But there was no warrant of arrest for him. So when this came to the African and a Muslim leader, mm. the United Nations is very unilaterally drive the force and they get the voting and the veto to, to attack the countries or pass the resolution. But when it's come to their agenda serving countries like India, Myanmar, there is no resolution taking place. So I think United Nations is going through a, a some sort of a transformation other there will be a parallel body. So I think United Nations will be very cautious because Chinese are not to be taken uh, I would say you cannot take them for fools. Mm. And also with the emerging power in the Southeast Asia, along with the Euro-Asia, which is the emerging block, I would say the BRICS is another thing that we have. So South Africa will be the last to introduce any sanctions or any travel ban until unless it is the directive received Testing. from the... Yes. All right. Salman Khan, independent analyst on Southeast Asia with his views there. Just uh, for the record, uh, Canada, France, Great Britain, Italy, Spain, across Asia and the Pacific Rim. COVID testing will be required for travelers from China to Japan, Australia, Malaysia, Taiwan, South Korea and India. Uh, in North Africa, Morocco has taken a harsher stance. They are banning arrivals from China beginning today.